your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, August 19, 2021. Your boy Q here flying through another week, as we always do. Very excited about today's show, very excited about tomorrow's show, and of course, excited about being down in L.A., for a preseason game number two, Raiders versus Rams. Very excited about a lot of that. Excited about this team in general, man. I try to uh, hold in my excitement, but I'm very excited, excited about what has been going on with the silver and black so far this training camp leading into the regular season. So we got a lot to talk about on today's show. Before I get into any of that, though, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com. Today's show is being brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at one spot. That's rockauto.com. Make sure you let them know that the Locked On Raiders podcast sent you. Coming up in today's show, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. That's going to come up in segment number three. We didn't have any texts or calls on a Wednesday show because, well, we had two segments with uh, Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores. And when you have Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores on the show, well, you can skip the calls and texts. I mean, he gets a, a little bit of a pass, right? He deserves a little bit extra time. I got a lot of great feedback from that interview. A lot of people appreciated that. So thank you so much for the feedback. It's always great. But yes, today on the show calls and texts are definitely coming at you uh, in segment number three segment number two I'm just going to talk about this team going to talk about the defense but really going to talk about the team and how the fact that I'm really starting to believe things that I'm seeing and things that I'm hearing (laughs) I mean just really straight up I've been like I said uh, to start today's show I've really been trying to temper my excitement and everything that I'm seeing and believing just because, you know, I know that that every offseason and leading up to a regular season, every team and every fan is fired up about their team. And Raider Nation, we all know that happens to us as fans all the time. But, man, it is hard to kind of contain the excitement that this team is providing. I'll tell you why. Coming up in segment number two here in segment number one, news and notes of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, off top, the Raiders and Rams had joint practice number one in L.A. I was not in attendance. I will not be there today either. I will be there on Saturday at SoFi Stadium for the game. Now, the most important stuff is going to happen uh, yesterday and today in the joint practices. That's when the ones are going to go at the ones. There's going to be a lot of intense battles going on. There were some skirmishes, some dust-ups on Wednesday. Uh, but there was a lot of good stuff had, and I think that the Raiders will get better from these joint practices. And I said it many times, and I know coaches have said it many times. John Gruden said it many times. He prefers these joint practices even over preseason games. So I'll be there for the preseason games, unfortunately, missing the joint practices. I just couldn't get away from the radio station for that much time. But from all reports, and I talked about it in great length on Raider Nation Radio 920 on uh, on Wednesday, the Raiders had the, the Rams day. I mean, the, the Raiders had the Rams number. They really did. They had a better day defensively, offensively. It just seemed like the Raiders uh, came to play and they just had more intensity and they were there with a purpose. And, uh, you know, there was multiple people, multiple reporters that were there, like Vinny Bonsignor, who does In the Huddle, uh, Vic Tafer from The Athletic, Tashawn Reed from The Athletic, Omar Ruiz from NFL Network. I mean, there were so many different people that were there covering the practice and they all had glowing reviews. Uh, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN.com, he had glowing reviews about the, what the Raiders had to had to uh, you know what the Raiders did on Wednesday as well. It was just it was nice to see. But all in all, man, the Raiders had uh, an overall better day. 
uh, Derek Carr, Max Crosby, Quentin Jefferson, they all met with the media uh, following practice. And you'll hear a few sound bites from Mad Max Crosby and also Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network. But Hunter Renfro had a heck of a day going up against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he made a few plays. And, uh, you know, people on Twitter a lot of times exaggerate stuff. And I saw people, oh, Hunter Renfro owned Jalen Ramsey. Look, Hunter Renfro came out himself, and I'm not going to play the soundbite. He came out himself and said, hey, if I can, you know, make plays against Jalen Ramsey, I can make plays against anybody. He showed that respect and then also said, hey, Jalen got me on a few plays as well. I got him on a few plays, but Jalen got me as well. People on Twitter blew it up like Hunter Renfro was just, you know, like he was Jalen Ramsey's daddy, and that that wasn't the case. I And I don't even have to be there to know that. That's just not – Jalen Ramsey's a damn good DB, and I guarantee anyone in Raider Nation who's talking trash about Ramsey would love for him to be a corner on the Raiders right now. I know I would. Uh, the defense made a lot of plays. They created a bunch of turnovers, which is great. That's something that they're starting to get into the habit of doing. That's something I've been talking about. You've got to create habits, and those habits got to be able to be – how to create turnovers on the regular. The Raiders did that. Trayvon Merrick, the rookie, who I said is going to be rookie defensive player of the year, he had two interceptions on Wednesday. So that's big right there. Uh, Rasul Douglas, I believe he had one. Corey Littleton had one. I mean, that's four interceptions right there off of Matt Stafford. So a big day for the defense. It looked like the run defense, even though they weren't going at full speed, looked like the run defense, or at least heard that the run defense looked good as well. So again, I mean, today is another day. We'll see how the Rams come out. I know Sean McVay wasn't happy with some of the way that the Rams played said it was a little bit sloppy uh didn't like the way that they got into dust-ups either it kind of slowed down the flow of the practices and that's not what they're out there to do uh but again i mean there's reasons why they're out there competing against each other and it's not both teams don't have the same agenda the raiders are trying to get better they're trying to continue to develop their team the rams are just trying to fine-tune who they are so uh very pleased with what i heard and what you know i i saw on twitter and read on twitter from uh, people that i respect that are there on site covering practice now again i got a couple sound bites that i do want you to hear from uh, mad max crosby he met with the media and uh, he was asked one of the first questions was about what made the defense so successful on wednesday at the joint practice yeah you know i think it all it all starts up front you know with the guys at the front four you know i feel like we got after it um, our mindset was right um the second we got off the bus. So, um, yeah, you know, the guys in the back end, they played great, you know, making plays, taking the ball away. You know, that's what Coach Coach Bradley talks about all the time, you know, um, you know, taking the ball away but scoring. And we had guys, you know, flying around and making plays. So it was, it was good to see. So I found that interesting right there because Mad Max Crosby said that, hey, they got off the bus with a sense of urgency. They got off the bus with a little bit more intensity. Uh, they were ready to get after it. They created those turnovers, something that Gus Bradley, who I believe he's really kind of gravitating to, uh, to defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, excuse me, uh, what he's been teaching so far in practice. Uh, he's always around Bradley and just kind of learning from him. And I, I just think that uh, he's really rubbing off on Max Crosby and Max Crosby's really becoming a leader. I've talked about that multiple times. But the reason why I feel like they got off the bus, and I, I mean, of course, I'm just, this is my gut feeling. But I think the reason they got off the bus with the intensity is they've heard so much uh, leading up to this how, oh, man, the Rams are going to give the Raiders everything they can handle. You're really going to learn a lot about the Raiders depending on what they do against Aaron Donald and that, uh, that team. And, and John Gruden mentioned it before, like, hey, man, we ain't no slouches. <laughs> we got talent too. We're going to come to compete and we're going to go give them everything they can handle as well. I think a lot of people are just saying that, oh man, the Rams are about to give the Raiders the business. And I think that they kind of took that personally. <laughs> you know, like the, the last dance of Michael Jordan said, and I took that personal. And then he went out there and dropped 55 on somebody. I feel like that that's exactly what the Raiders kind of mindset is. And I like that. I'm absolutely okay with that. Matter of fact, I want them 
to have that kind of mindset where they take it personally. They feel like someone's kind of giving them a raw deal. So uh, another soundbite, another uh, question that Max Crosby was asked was, in his opinion, how important are these two joint practices uh, on the development of the team, especially this year? There's only three preseason games. That's, you know, it's a tricky, tricky deal. Obviously, preseason's a little different this year. We only got three games. Um, they want to see, you know, a lot of the younger guys and, you know, you know want to see them get real live reps. And um, for us, you know, being – not being able to play really um it's it is what it is you know we're getting after in practice just like you said these two days you know you really get to go out there ones versus ones and and get after it so um it's special you know we got like close to 50 reps i think is uh you know the ones out there today so um you know you just gotta you can't take anything for granted just gotta go out there get after it and um get ready for week one so there was max crosby talking about the importance of these joint practices and how you know the preseason games with only being three that uh the coaches want to look at the young dudes and so guys like him aren't going to get as many reps but these practices where the ones go against the ones they're going to get their reps this is where they're going to really sharpen their tool and this is what's exciting and again it's unfortunate that i'm not there to witness it i'd be able to bring a little bit more to the table for you but uh i do trust the people that i trust the Vinny Bonsignores, the Vic Tafers, the Tashawn Reeds, Paul Gutierrez, those guys, I trust what they're talking about and what they bring to the table. And of course, Omar Ruiz. And you'll hear a soundbite or two from him as well. Uh, but before I get into that, I do want you to hear a soundbite from Max Crosby talking about rookie safety, Trayvon Merrick, who had two interceptions on the day. Check this out. Trayvon, he's, he's done a great job since he's been here. He's a super humble kid. Um, he's got a Texas background, so, you know, I immediately was a big fan of him. And just seeing what he does, you know, every single day he's the same guy, you know, and that's what you want, you know, somebody who's consistent, um, and you see it. You know, in the first preseason game, um, he didn't make a bunch of big plays, but he was he did a great job and did his job. And, you know, first, just like you said, second play today, he got a pick, and I think he got another one later on. So um, just seeing him, just being consistent, that's what it's all about, and I think he's done a really good job so far. So there's Max Crosby. Heard a couple sound bites from him, but that one right there, was him talking about the rookie Trayvon Merrick, second-round pick out of TCU, the guy that I've already kind of anointed as rookie defensive player of the year. Actually, I have. I just kind of have a gut feeling that he's going to be that guy. Now, of course, he's got to be healthy and play the full 17 games, uh, you know, and, and have some success, but I think he has the ability to do that. So I feel like he gives the Raiders the best chance to have a defensive player of the year in a long time. They haven't had one of those, or at least rookie defensive player of the year in a very long time. I think he has the opportunity to be that guy. Uh, ultimately, wins are what matters, not not awards, not individual awards, but still, he just, again, that's my gut feeling. Now, did want to play a couple quick sound bites from Omar Ruiz from NFL Network. He joined my radio show on Wednesday, Unnecessary Roughness, and he joined me just to talk about what he saw as he was there at practice uh, with the Raiders and the Rams. And so, first of all, I just asked him, hey, what were your overall impressions of day one of the joint practices? Well, I, I thought the Raiders showed uh, great improvement from January 31st when I was there uh, for our back, you know, together uh, Saturday we had uh, in the NFL to now. I think, you know, the, the defense every day grows with confidence. Uh, and speaking of Derek Carr today, you know, they've always been confident in their big playability on offense. They've been showing that they can do it consistently uh, here in training camp, and they did so again today. And just their competitive spirit overall, um, I thought they answered the bell in that regard. And, and we're very impressive today. Now, you know, we take that with a grain of salt because the Rams are, are sort of in a much different situation in that, you know, many of the guys on the roster have played in the Super Bowl. They go to the playoffs every year. They're solely focused on working on their game, techniques, craft, going against another. You know, it's not, whereas, you know, the Raiders sort of wanted to test themselves against what last year was the number one defense, 
Um, they're trying to get to that perennial playoff contender, you know, type of echelon in the NFL. So, you know, a couple different uh, takeaways from that. But, but regardless, I thought the Raiders were very impressive today. So there's glowing reviews right there of the practice for the Raiders, at least, from Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network. Now, like he mentioned, that both teams had different agendas, and he felt like the Raiders, it was more of developmental, and the Rams were just kind of trying to, uh, you know, sharpen up their tools a little bit. So again, and I believe that too. I believe that they came from two different worlds, but it still is not to take anything away from what the Raiders were able to do on Wednesday. And uh, I also asked him the question about how much he thinks these joint practices can help with the Raiders' team development as that's what they're attempting to do. Yeah, I think it will help tremendously, just growing their confidence again. I think um, I asked uh, Quentin Jefferson uh, after practice just you know some of the, the traits and characteristics of teams uh, since he's been in the league 2016 he's pretty much been on the playoff team every year and just kind of what he sees you know from this camp this Raiders team and and he said it's a lot of that competitive spirit um, that he's seen in in camps of the past and 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 obviously that's translated into successful teams and he says he feels that the same way here uh, with this team and so it's it's just a matter of um, taking that energy and spirit and and intensity and all that and translating it into success on the field and to do it against a Rams team today only helps that confidence going forward. And, and, you know, I was talking to Max Crosby after practice too. And, 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 you know, I think for the reasons that we've, we've already talked about, I think the Raiders came just with a little more intensity today in that, in that practice. And, and I asked them, you know, how, how much of it, uh, of that, that we saw was because you guys came off the bus, like, Hey, we need to bring the intensity today or, or, how much of it is just the identity that you kind of want to be known with? And he's like, you know, it's pretty much that, that, that the identity that they want this Raiders team to be, kind of energy, effort, ferociousness, and play that intense brand of football. And obviously if they can do that consistently throughout the course of the season, they're probably looking at a very uh, successful year. So there he goes right there. Omar Ruiz just kind of talking about, uh, you know, how much these joint practices help. And also you heard him talk about the development and the identity of the team, importantly, the identity of the team. And that kind of segues me into my final soundbite from Omar Ruiz from my interview on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Wednesday. Uh, I asked him straight up, how much does he feel this defense is starting to shape into a defense that looks like it's led by defensive coordinator Gus Bradley? Well, yeah, I think, you know, they're, they're obviously listening to Gus. I think, you know, that's, that's been, you know, the message that we've been hearing uh, from the Raiders players that, you know, the, the effective communication skills of Gus Bradley kind of sinking in. Uh, what he's been preaching, and, and even Rod Marinelli obviously still has a tremendous amount of respect, you know, on that side of the ball. And, and, and you know, Crosby, you know, was saying that they, amongst the defensive line, you know, they are just hyper-competitive with one another. He said, you know, a couple of the guys, they were on those meal prep plans and, and watching their diets and everything, and now he said everybody, you know, pretty much in that room is on strict diets, and, and nobody wants to be the guy that gets left behind. And so they're all sort of like, you know, fighting, scraping to be the best they can be uh, all the way down to, you know, how they're preparing their meals. And, and that's, that goes a long way. And, and Jefferson, again, you know, was saying that, you know, the, the common denominator in a lot of these playoff teams are, you know, what the offensive and defensive lines set the tone for. And, uh, and he feels that, you know, this Raiders team is doing that. You mentioned the offensive line, how they held up against Aaron Donald. And, you know, they, they acquitted themselves well. And, and, you know, I talked about the intensity the defensive line, you know, had as well, you know, helping create those turnovers. So, 
you know, I, I think, you know, if, if you're a Raider fan looking for, uh, you know, reason to be optimistic heading into the season, this, this uh, joint practice with the Rams certainly did a long way in doing that. So I thought that was some good stuff right there, and it's actually going to lead into what I'm going to talk about in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, just kind of how the fact I'm starting to really believe what I'm seeing and really believe what I'm hearing from multiple folks, not just myself, not just Raider fans, but folks that cover the league like a glove. I'll get into all that coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about today's title sponsor, which is rockauto.com. I've been telling you about them for a very long time, and, you know, I can go through all of the you know details of the website how easy it is to find parts on you know how the parts are delivered directly to your door i mean i could talk about this i could talk about that i could talk about the other i could talk about all the cars that uh you know these parts are are, are good for which is every car that they have i mean there's there's fine but i i really like to just go back to what's most important to everybody and i don't care who you are i don't care how much money you got in the bank it always comes back down to the money you got a ton of money in the bank because you like to save money well rockauto.com is going to help you save money it's going to help you save a ton of money from chain stores or car dealerships and there's no doubt about that and on top of that well the website's easy to navigate uh you're easily to find you're going to find your your parts that you're looking for they are going to get delivered directly to your door you don't leave the house all you got to do is get on your computer and go boom bing bing bop and you'll be good simple as that save a lot of money easily get your parts delivered straight to your house rockauto.com that's the spot to do it all you got to do the only thing i ask you to do when you get there there's a box that said how'd you hear about us just write locked on raiders podcast they'll know that i sent you and i'm doing my job great selection super low prices all the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com segment number two it's on the way your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into the conversation and get into my feelings about how I'm really, really starting to believe what I'm seeing and what I'm believing. And sometimes... They always say, well, sometimes your eyes will deceive you or, you know, in the little sign that they have in the mirror on your car where it says objects and mirror are closer than they really appear. Sometimes what you see is not really what you see. You know, you think you see something and it might not be that or you'll start to hear something and you'll get a little bit too excited or, or maybe sometimes you'll get down. And you'll say, oh, man, I heard this. I heard that. And I heard the other. And it just kind of gets you in a mood one kind of way. So. I've been trying to temper my expectations. I've been trying to temper my feelings on this team for 2021, especially since I'm at the practice facility. I'm starting to see them up close and personal. Uh, I'm seeing what I think is looking like a really good defense. You know, there's a lot of things, but I don't want to come and I don't want to, you know, blow smoke up your backside. I don't want to come here with all the hype and be like, oh my gosh, the Raiders are about to be AFC West champs. Look out, Kansas City. You, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm trying to tell you what I see. I'm trying to Deliver it is, you know, right down the, the middle as possible. Try to be very objective about it. Realize that it's preseason. Realize that it's training camp. Realize that, you know, nobody's going 100 miles an hour. Uh, the Bullets are not live right now. And knowing that the, what matters is September 13th, the Monday night football game versus the, the Ravens at Allegiant Stadium. And on top of that, even if the, the team gets off to a, say they get off to a 6-3 and three start like they did last year, you know, we can all as fans still believe and say, hey, man, this team is for real, but they've got to go complete the job because there's been too many times where you start to see, okay, I'm going to believe in this team because they're making these moves, and then all of a sudden it just doesn't happen. And I'm not trying to bring up old stuff. I'm not trying to jinx them, but I just know that it happens. So you got to really see it. So I've been trying to kind of keep it cool, and so – uh, of course, all the word rolled out on Wednesday about, you know, how the Raiders were performing in camp. And, of course, look, they got another day today. 
The Raiders might have won on Wednesday, but the Rams might come out and wreck shop today. For all I know, they really might. And of course, we'll find out about it and we'll talk about it and we'll hear about it. And we'll hear reports from coaches and players following practice, you know, just what their thoughts are. And of course, we'll talk to the Vic Tavers. We'll talk to the Vinny Bonsignors. We'll talk to the Paul Gutierrez, all those cats and, and just get their opinions. And they're right there on top of everything. And then we'll see the game and I'll see it up close and personal on Saturday at SoFi Stadium. But I, I say all that to tell you. And I've said this multiple times that I feel like there's a different buzz around this team. Raider Nation, I'm really, I'm really starting to believe. And I'm not, it's not just because I'm a prisoner of the moment and I'm falling for whatever uh, happened on the practice field in LA on, on Wednesday. It's not that. It just seems like this team has it. And what I mean by it is it just has that belief. It has that confidence, it has that good leadership, and it has players that can go out there and execute. Now, are they a team that I believe, especially on defense, is going to be a top 10 defense? Nah, they don't, they, they, I don't think that they're going to be a top 10 defense. I don't think you just go from being as bad as they were in 2020 to being as, 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 as good as a top 10 defense. I don't think that happens overnight. I think you have to build up to that. But Raider Nation, I'll tell you this, I don't think that they have to be a top 10 I really don't. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, and I know we got some new booties on the show, but I've talked about this before. They don't have to be top 10. They just got to go out there and shave some of those points that they gave up in 2020 off the score. They gave up 30 points a game. They can give up 23, 22. I like the Raiders' chances because I believe their offense could score. I believe their offense is going to be better than what we saw in 2020. So I think their offense will be able to execute, no problem. It's just their defense has got to be able to hold up their end of the bargain. And I'm telling you, I pay attention to the defense so much when I'm at training camp. I miss a lot. I miss a lot of the offensive line. I miss a lot of what offense is doing, what Derek Carr is doing, what Josh Jacobs, what Ken. I miss a lot of that because I don't feel like that's the biggest priority. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, especially this whole offseason, I didn't go down the easy narrative of car this, car that, car this, car that. I wasn't going to do that. I said it. You can go back. I said that as soon as the season's over, we'll talk about the defense in great length this offseason. I said that. You can go back and look. I said, hey, I am going to talk about the defense because that's the big elephant in the room. That's where it's got to improve. So that's what I've been paying attention to. And I'm telling you, when I say that I believe in Gus Bradley, I believe in Ron Milas, and I believe in Richard Smith, I say that with all honesty. With everything I love, I tell you that. And I think that those guys are difference makers, and I think that these players are picking up what they're laying down. I really do. The defensive line right now is currently deep. It's very deep as far as depth goes. Now, I'll say... There's some areas of concern, and I talked about it on the radio on Wednesday. You know, hey, where are some areas of concern? Some people said linebacker. I'll say that I think the safety uh, room is a little bit, you know, uh, shallow. I think you got Trayvon Merrick, you got Jonathan Abram, and you got other. And I know some people say, oh, you got Carl Joseph. Look, whatever. <laughs> I'm not hating on Carl Joseph. I'm not trying to act like he's nobody. But Carl Joseph has been on three, year, three teams in three years now, or three teams in three seasons now for a reason. You know, and I know some people say, well, Unique Ngakwe has been on four teams in a couple seasons. I get it, but those are different circumstances. He was holding out for money. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars weren't going to be able to trade him or, or sign him uh, after he felt disrespected. Uh, then Minnesota, they decided that they had to go in a different direction, even though he was doing well in Minnesota, and then he wasn't a good fit in Baltimore. So he ultimately hit free agency. But uh, I'm not, again, trying to make excuses for anybody. But I'll tell you what, Raider Nation, there was a point last year where I really kind of went all in and said, man, I'm really excited about the direction of the team. I'm really excited about them being in Las Vegas and everything that they have going on and how free agents are going to want to go there and visit the team and be and be a part of that team and live in Nevada and all that good stuff. I mean, I, I went all in, and I know a lot of people were like, man, Q, it almost sounded like you were a, almost a super fan on that. And I'm not trying to super fan out, but sometimes you just have to call it how it is. 
And I really do believe that with my own eyes, what I've been seeing at training camp and what I saw on Saturday, even though Saturday was just one preseason game, and we'll see more this upcoming Saturday. And then, of course, we'll see uh, the final one, the, the third Saturday against San Francisco uh, in Santa Clara. Uh, I, I just I think you're seeing the improvement that you need to see. And that ultimately is the biggest deal. You've got to see improvement, and they've got to be able to carry that improvement over from preseason and training camp into the regular season. They're starting to create turnovers. If you create turnovers, even in training camp, you just train your body to start doing stuff without thinking about it and just doing it. It's a natural reaction. Then all of a sudden, it's like clockwork. It's easy. It's almost like sometimes as much as I have my alarm set so I can wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning every morning, a lot of times I don't need to because my body is already adjusted. My body clock tells me when it's 6 a.m. You know what I mean? Like I'll wake up a few minutes ahead of time and say, well, it must be time for me to, uh, you know, wake up. And I'll look at the clock. It's like 551. It's just because I'm trained. I've trained my body to know that, hey, this is the time that we get up. <laughs> hey, Q, it's that time. Yeah, my uh, alarm clock reminds me. But for the most part, I mean, I'm, I don't really need it. I can feel confident. I can fall asleep without setting my alarm clock and I'll wake up on time. Now, I don't want to do that because I want to make sure that I don't happen to oversleep one time just because, well, I just feel exhausted. But nine out of ten times, I wake up on my own. Well, that's what you want with these players. You want them to be able to just, their, their body, their mind, everything goes, goes and does what they're supposed to do without thinking about it. When, you know, Damon Arnett or Trayvon uh, Mullen or Trayvon Merrick is making plays or Casey Hayward, you want them to be running with a wide receiver or going to make a play, and all of a sudden they turn their head naturally. They put their hands up naturally. They reach for the ball naturally, and they bring it in. They bring it in like it's all one big motion. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. Not just try to break up the player, not just try to deliver a big hit. No, you're going for the ball. How many times have you seen a Raiders defender go in and hit the hit the uh, wide receiver, and then you always say, he could have intercepted the ball if he just went for the ball. That's it. They just don't have the ball skills. They haven't had the ball skills. They haven't had anybody that's got that muscle memory. That's what Gus Bradley's trying to create. And now, all of a sudden, you come away with four interceptions off Matt Stafford uh, in a joint practice like they did on Wednesday. That's not, that's not on accident. These guys work on that. They practice that. They, they, pl- they, they plan on creating turnovers. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to lead the league in turnovers, but I think that they're going to create quite a bit. And if they can do that, one, that eliminates the, the other team from scoring, and two, that gives Derek Carr and company another opportunity to score. So I'm telling you, I'm really starting to believe what I'm seeing, and I'm also starting to believe what I'm hearing from players, from coaches, and the coaches aren't going to get over the moon. John Gruden's never going to come out and be like, man, look out, Raider Nation. We're going to be a great team this year. Our defense is solid. Our offense is going to kick ass. It, it's not going to do that. You know what I mean? It's not going to say, he's not going to come out and say that. Gus Bradley's not going to say that. None of the players are going to say that. But I'm telling you, just from the way I feel, I don't think this is one of those years where it's just, oh, man, here we go, new coaching staff, uh, new draft picks. Oh, it's going to be different this year than it always is. I just don't feel that that's the case. Ever since day one I started doing this podcast, I've always relied on my gut. And Raider Nation, I'm here to tell you that I'm relying on my gut again. I just feel like this honestly is way different than what we always, as fans, kind of grow accustomed to. And Vinny Bonsignor, who is not a guy that's just going to blow smoke up someone's backside just to do it. Vinny has a very good reputation as a reporter who's 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 covered many teams. From the NBA to the NFL to MLB, I mean, he he does that. He's not going to put his name on the line just to try to, you know, appease a fan base. 
And I mean, that's the same as me. I'm not going to sit here and BS you just to try to make you happy or make you, you know, oh, I like Q because he says the Raiders are going to go win the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not that guy. There's guys out there that will tell you that, you know, Derek Carr is the elite of the elite quarterbacks and he could do no wrong. I'm not going to tell you that. I know he's got plenty of areas that he can improve. I'll also tell you that he improves in many areas, and he does each and every year. And uh, one of the big things I had on, on Radio Nation Radio 920 on, on Wednesday was the fact that, and it, it bugs me, and I bring this to the table a lot, is that everyone puts Matt Stafford in an elite category and says, well, he didn't win a lot of games because he was in Detroit, and Detroit was a dumpster fire, and they didn't do him any favors. Well, Derek Carr hasn't won a lot of games in, with the Raiders organization because, well, there was times where the Raiders organization, you could say, was a dumpster fire. It's not now, but there was times where they didn't have a lot of weapons around him. He does now, and it's funny, and as, as much as the argument wasn't, it's, it's not even an argument, and I hate that people think that I just hate Matt Stafford. I don't. I just feel like him and Carr are in the same category. You know, he's, he was dealt a, a, a tough hand, and I think Carr was dealt a tough hand, and they both have tried to overcome it. But if you go and look at the overall record, and anyone who's listened to this show for a long time or listened to me on the radio knows I think that the win-loss record for coaches and, uh, and quarterbacks is st- stupid because, you know, no one else on the team has a win-loss record. But... Matt Stafford is 16 games under 500 for his overall career record. Derek Carr is 16 games under 500 for his overall career record. And Stafford's been in the league a few more years. So, you know, if you're going to put Stafford in the league category, then you got to put Carr. And, I, and Carr's not an elite quarterback. But I don't believe Stafford is either. But he kind of gets that rub because he's the golden child. He came from Highland Park in, in Texas. And, you know, he's got the big arm. He can make every throw. I get that. And maybe his arm's stronger than Derek Carr's. That's fine. But I don't think that there's a throw out there that Derek Carr can't make. And as anyone, again, has listened to the show, knows I'm not a Derek Carr apologist. I just speak the truth when I see it. And so it's just kind of funny that, you know, the Raiders defense picked off uh, um, Matt Stafford four times on, uh, on, Tuesday, on Wednesday. Excuse me. So we'll see what they do later on today. Uh, but it, it should be interesting. But I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, I really do feel like uh, this is a different thing, different animal that we're looking at. I do feel like that the Raiders have an opportunity to be a real special team. Now, the one caveat I'll give you is, the AFC West is going to be a dogfight. It ain't going to be no walk in the park. It ain't the NFC East. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where if you're a good team like the Cowboys, I expect the Cowboys to win the NFC East because they're just the most talented team in the division. It doesn't even necessarily mean that they're the best team. They just have the most talent on the team out of the whole division. Now, I know Washington has the really good defensive line and defense, but their, uh, their offense stinks. So I just expect the Cowboys to run away with the NFC East as long as everybody stays healthy, especially the quarterback, Dak Prescott. But the AFC West is not that. It's one of the toughest divisions in baseball. So not saying the Raiders are going to go win 12 games, not going to say they're going to win 13 games and go to the playoffs and make a deep run and go win the Super Bowl or even challenge for it. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that this team, in my opinion, is going to be a lot better than what we've seen in 2020 what we saw in 2019, what we've seen since John Gruden's return, I think you're going to see a lot better team. I honestly think this team has an opportunity to be better than what they were in 2016. I really do. That's my gut feeling. That's me not fanning out, but that's just me being real and keeping it real. I think this team has a better opportunity to be uh, a lot better than what you even saw from the Raiders in 2016, which is the last time they went to the playoffs. And hopefully that's the case that we can stop talking about 2016 and we can start talking about 2021 and every team moving forward after that. I think they have the right ingredients. I think they have the right chefs in the kitchen. I just think that they have the right guys to push the right buttons, and they have the right guys listening and executing. And so that's why I think that this team has a chance to be better. I don't know what the overall record is going to be. It's going to take 11, 12, 13 games to to make the playoffs. That's up to them. But I think this team overall is going to be a lot better in 2021. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, Just kind of 
telling you about me believing what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from the Raiders and everybody around the Raiders that's been there covering them. So uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Uh, we got your calls and texts coming up in segment number three. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag, and it is that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football. Teams are getting back on the gridiron to start the football season. And, of course, as always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updates, all the odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open right now at betonline.ag. Head to the website on your mobile device or your laptop, sign up today, and you'll receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season over between the champs, the Buccaneers, and the Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, football, basketball, boxing, horse racing. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for a promo code, you already know what it is, right? Locked on. Promo code Locked On from BetOnline.ag. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Let's start things off with a call today. We'll start things off with Paul the Barber calling out of Bakersfield. He's calling to talk about what happened in practice on Wednesday with Hunter Renfro and Jalen Ramsey. Here we go. Paul the Barber from Bakersfield. What's up, Q, man? It's Paul the Barber from uh, Bakersfield calling again. Uh, no, I got nothing spectacular today to talk about today, man, just to talk about the uh, the tweets from today's practice, you know, reading about um, the big story with Hunter Renfro and Jalen Ramsey, you know. I'm hoping all that's true, you know, what they're saying about Renfro, how he cooked them. He cooked Jalen Ramsey a, a few times and uh, catching some long bongs, which is good to hear, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like it's kind of true because, you know, Jalen Ramsey immediately tweeted about it saying, you know, don't believe all the BS and whatnot. And then he turned his comments off on uh, Twitter. I don't know if you noticed that. So nobody can reply to that. So I don't know, man. I feel like he was really quick to defend himself. So that tells me that it really must have happened. So, you know, that's good to hear, you know, hearing about the defense, uh, getting pressure, uh, making a couple picks, you know, with Corey Littleton and Trayvon Merrick. Uh, it's just good to hear this, this type of progress, man. Cause I remember a couple of years ago on Hard Knocks, um, also reading Twitter during that time when, when we had a joint practice with the Rams, you know, I heard we got pushed around a lot, uh, during the joint practices. So it's just good to see the progress that this team has made. Uh, you know, the swagger, the confidence that they're having. And, uh, just, it's just good to hear, man. I'm hoping, you know, you see it. So if you could tell us more about what happened, that would be awesome. And also, man, one more question. So I'm looking to buy a jersey, and I'm really, really sold, and I'm really all in on Nate Hobbs, man. I know we talk about him a lot. You talk about him. I liked him from the minute we drafted him. You know, I went to his Instagram page. I watched his tape on YouTube. You know, I'm no expert, but I just like this kid's swagger, man. I love his confidence on the field, the bounce he has the, the, the to his step, man. And, like, I'm not saying he's compared to this player. I'm real. I'm not. 
But I haven't seen a player come out like this, this confident in a Raider uniform since Charles Woodson. Like, when Woodson came out, man, he had that swagger to him. He had just a bounce, the confidence, man. Like, I feel like Nate Hobbs has that, man. And I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying he's going to be Woodson, but if we can get just some half of Woodson or some type of, you know, player like him where he's just a hybrid all around the field, man, that'll be awesome to have. But, um, but anyway, yeah, let me know what you think, man. I want to buy his jersey, but uh, I don't know if he's going to keep 39 or if you have some inside scoops on that. Let me know. So, because I know they change the number after uh, roster cuts when they make that 53. So, let me know if I should buy the 39 Hobbs or wait on it, man. Have a good one, Q. Raider Nation just went. There he goes. That's my guy, Paul the Barber, calling out of Bakersfield and uh, talking about Jalen Ramsey and Hunter Renfro. A little bit of, not dust up, but just kind of Jalen Ramsey and his feelings on Twitter and then asking about a Raiders jersey. First of all, the tweet from Jalen Ramsey, for any of you who's not on Twitter, uh, shout out to you. It's a cesspool. But Jalen Ramsey took to Twitter after the practice and after hearing about Hunter Renfro and the success he had and a lot of people saying how he owned Jalen Ramsey in practice on Wednesday. He said, I cannot believe that y'all believe half the BS that people say for Y'all got to know at this point and do better than that. LOL. It's all love. I ain't going to pop my blank, but just know I'm really the chosen one. Thank you, God. Um, Now, look, I said this on the radio when I read it. That was all unnecessary from Jalen Ramsey. All he had to do is not draw attention to it and just kind of left it alone. It doesn't matter if Hunter Renfro had a really good day. If anyone thinks Jalen Ramsey all of a sudden is not a good defensive back, they're crazy. He's a damn good DB. Any Raider fan would want him on the Raiders as well. I know I would. There's not one team in the league that wouldn't want a Jalen Ramsey on their team. Hunter Renfro had a really good day. Now, look, that is not even a slight. Hunter Renfro's damn good. (laughs) A lot of people think that Hunter Renfro, because he looks like he's not the most athletic dude, this dude is fast. He's only on punt return. The dude's athletic. He's really good. He's he's faster than anyone thinks. It's just kind of like one of those sneaky fast. But he's a really good player. I mean, it was, it's a reason why he was a dominant player and a, a very uh, effective player for Deshaun Watson when he was at Clemson. The dude could play, so it's not even a disrespect to Jalen Ramsey when you say, hey, you know, uh, Hunter Renfro had a great game. Fine, or a great day. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. You know, but again, I have no doubt, even though I wasn't there, that Jalen Ramsey still did his thing, and I'm sure he'll come out today and compete. I just think that, you know, Ramsey being the cat that he is and the emotional creature that he is, he didn't have to go to Twitter and and say anything because he just kind of dropped more attention to it and made it seem like he was a lot more salty. So uh, that's that. That's the answer to that part of the question. As far as a jersey goes, if it was up to me, if I was going to buy a jersey today, I would go Trayvon Merrick first. That'd be the one I got. Um, I'd go Nate Hobbs second. But before I got either one of those, I would wait. I would wait until the roster cutdowns are done because you never know. Merrick might wear a different number. Hobbs might wear a different number. It all depends on who's going to get cut, what numbers are available. I wouldn't buy anything right now. Um, I think it was – who was it? Was it – wasn't it Amari Cooper? Didn't he have – when his rookie year, he had in training camp number 19, and then all of a sudden uh, someone got cut. I forget who it was. Was it uh, – James Jones, was he wearing 89? And then all of a sudden, uh, he got released, and, and, and Amari Cooper was like, oh, okay, I got that. I'll wear that one. I mean, that's just what happens, and that's just one of the examples that popped in my brain right now. So guys do that all the time. If I were you, and this is just me, I would wait until the final 53 is, is made, and then I would go and buy a jersey. And if I was going to buy one, it would be Merrick first and then Nate Hobbs second. I think Nate Hobbs is going to be a special player. So thank you, Paul, for that call. Uh, next up, I got a text from Chase in Ogden, Utah. He says, hey, Q, love the podcast and all the shows you do for Raider Nation. However, I think you need to slow your roll on Nate Hobbs a little bit. 
I remember how much you loved Nick Nelson, and we all saw how that worked out. Hobbs looked okay in the first game, but I think we need to temper our expectations a little bit. Dude was a fifth-round pick for a reason. Let's hope he works out, though. It's from Chase in Ogden, Utah. Thank you for that text, my man. And first of all, I like Nick Nelson. Nick Nelson could play ball when he was in college. You know, he, he really could. He was in Wisconsin, and he got hurt in the pre-draft process. He was going to be a high draft pick. It didn't work out for him in the NFL, but there was a lot of valid reasons why I liked him. Now, I wasn't in love with him. I wasn't saying that he was the second coming of Christ. I mean, it wasn't that. I just said he was a good player, and he was. Go back and look at his college tape. It just didn't work out. Nate Hobbs, I think he's going to be a good player. He's a fifth-round pick. I'll tell you this, Chase. The league is made up of more fifth-round picks, fourth-round pick, third-round picks, more middle-round guys than there are first-round picks. First-round picks don't always wash out. They don't always end up being the stars. There's more of the guys that I said are middle-round dudes that make up most of the league. Go back and look. Go back and look at your favorite teams. <laughs> It'll show you. Just because they were picked in the fifth round doesn't mean anything. Dude could end up being a Hall of Famer for all we know. I'm not saying he is, but, we, I mean, he could. Just because he's picked in the fifth round, he was still picked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm not really going to slow my role because I don't think that my role has been too fast. I've just told you who I think is going to be a player. I think Nate Hobbs is going to be a player. So I appreciate you telling me to slow my role, but I don't think I need to do any of that. I think that I'm just giving you my honest gut feeling, which is what I've always done. So you don't have to think that Nate Hobbs is going to be good. And maybe you're right, but maybe you're wrong. You know what I mean? Again, it's just... It's just my gut feeling. It's everything that I go off of. It's what I've always done. So I appreciate the advice, but it's just kind of is what it is, my man. So uh, thank you so much. Next up, I got a call from Austin. He's also out of Utah. He's calling to give a big shout out and also give a few thoughts on how he is feeling about this team. Here he is, Austin in Utah. Yo, Q, uh, this is Austin out of uh, Utah. I just wanted to give my dad a quick shout out. It's his birthday. He'll be 40-something. I don't even know, but he's the reason why I listen to your show um, every week. I mean, I find a way to talk to him. We're always talking about you when you got promoted or, I want to say, moved up on. It was exciting for me. It was exciting for him, but you give us something to bond about, talk about, so I feel like you should be part of that. And also, just I'm excited for the season, more excited than I've ever been, really, for any kind of season I've seen the Raiders be in. And, I mean, I'm a young kid, so I didn't get to see the awesome years but I did live through Jamarcus Russell and all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm super hyped to see what this young crew does and how they all pan out for us. But I don't want to take up too much time. Um, but yeah, other than that, stay safe. Just one baby, all that good stuff. Have a good one, Q. There he goes, Austin in Utah. Thank you so much for that call, my man. Happy birthday to your pops. Appreciate the support of the show. And yeah, man, you heard segment number two. You know, I'm feeling pretty good about this year's team as well. Uh, something just feels different. Different in the air, you know, and, and hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm boots on the ground. I'm here. I'm observing. And just from what I'm observing, up close and personal, it just feels like this team's got, got a little something-something that they haven't had before. But, again, they've got to go get it done on the field. They can, they can have a little something-something all they want in practice and training camp and preseason. But when the Bulls are live and push comes to shove and they're navigating through an 18-week season, 17 games, that's when it's got to count. So as much as I'm excited about this team, I still realize it don't matter until they get it done, when it counts, when the lights are bright, and uh, you know when the wins and losses absolutely matter. So thank you so much for that. And again, happy birthday to your pops. I appreciate you. Uh, final text from the show is coming from Raiders 760 Q. It's Raider 6-0. I know you said you'll be at the game on Saturday, but where will you be? 
Will you be available to meet listeners before the game starts? I'm sure some of us listeners and myself would love to say what's up to you and meet you in person. Thanks for the info. Go Raiders. And that's from Raiders 760. And I'll tell you this. I don't know where I'll be. Only because I've never been to SoFi Stadium. So I have no idea. Now, with that being said, I'll get to the game early. Uh, I know me and the fam are going to do some things uh, throughout the the city around uh, L.A. earlier in the day because the game's not till 7. But I'll, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there early, probably, you know, 5-ish. Uh, so I'll, I'll be walking around, and I, I don't know. I'll, I'll be doing something. So uh, I would love to be able to give you an exact location of where I'm going to be. But uh, hit me on Twitter, man, at your boy Q254. When you're there, hit me and be like, hey, Q, this is where I'm at. Send me a direct message. You know, just let me know. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll be able to link up. Uh, if you're having a tailgate, let me know where the tailgate's going to be. Or if you know where you're going to be, hit me up. We still got another day before uh, I take off for uh, for L.A. Hit me up on the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line like you did. Send me a text or a call, 707-654-4693. Let me know where you're going to be at. Then I can go look out for you if you already know. So, uh, yeah, I would love to meet and greet and take pictures with as many uh, listeners of the Lockdown Raiders podcast as possible. Just meet as much of Raider Nation as possible uh, if I'm going to be there in L.A. So a good idea. I just hate that I can't give you a better answer just because I don't know SoFi Stadium like that because I've never been there. So that's all I got for you for today. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll close out the week really strong. I'm excited about tomorrow's show. We're going to have Kyle Newman from Odds Checker. He's going to be a part of the show. He's going to break down the AFC West as far as winners for each team. Super Bowl chances, NFL MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to give us the odds. He's going to give us uh, the information on where all the money's being laid. He's just going to kind of let us know from a gambling point of view what's going on with the AFC West. So that should be a fun conversation that we'll have with Kyle Newman. We'll have more uh, uh, calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, and we'll have more news and notes of the day. So an action-packed show to close out the week on Friday. That's how I get down. That's what I like, and uh, that's what we'll do. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Uh, Love on your family and more importantly as always just win baby